I was reading an article online not long ago, uh, and it's kind of vague in my memory a little bit, so I apologize uh, for the somewhat inaccurate reference, but uh, about St. Alphonsus Liguri. And he kind of was lamenting, uh, the, the author quoting St. Alphonsus Liguri, St. Alphonsus was lamenting the fact that in a lot of what's called hagiography, or you know, writing about the saints, that so often we only get uh, depictions of their great characteristics, right? That we only hear about you know, all of their great virtues and how those get put into place and how those get used by our Lord. He said too often, you know, when, when people are writing about the saints, they leave out the fact that, let's say, this particular saint had a tendency towards crankiness or this one you know, had a hard time maybe getting out of bed in the morning or this one, you know, that, that all of us, you know, saints and sinners alike, have our struggles and our difficulties. I think one of the, the beautiful things as we go through the post-resurrection accounts here in, in the gospel, and as we also go through the Acts of the Apostles, and especially just one week after we read through all of the Passion narrative according to St. John, we get more of a, a full picture of St. Peter. It's one of the beautiful things that even if later on in the church, when it comes to saints like Alphonsus Liguri, that we have a tendency to only paint the picture of all of the good things about them, and we don't really say about their struggles and fallen tendencies, we do get a full picture of St. Peter, of our first pope, that it's not as though everything he did smelled like roses, right? That there were some difficulties that he had along the way uh, that we know that he denied our Lord three times. We know that he ran away and wept bitterly. But we also know that, as we see today, he dove out into the sea to get there quicker to see Christ, that he was the one to jump up when Jesus said, bring some of the fish. He went and dragged the net ashore I love the detail, full of 153 large fish. We get to see sort of the, the picture of Peter all over, of who he was, not just his great virtues, but also his vices in those moments when he fell. And I don't know about you, but in the midst of this unique time in which we're all kind of going through the ups and the downs of the day-to-day -day life of living under you know, stay-at-home orders and the uncertainty of the future, I think one of the things that can be kind of tricky for us, at least it's tricky for me, is perseverance. And there have been some days in the midst of this that it's like, all right, you know, beautiful weather. I've got a little bit more time to read and pray. Uh, you know, it's, I can go outside and walk and pray the rosary. I'm going to be here in confessions for a while. I can take care of this. That. This is awesome. It's going well. I'm having a good time with the seminarians. And then there are other days where it's like the alarm goes off and I just want to keep hitting the snooze and I don't want to get out of bed, you know? And it's just, it's up and down and all over the place. And yet, what is the constant, especially right now, it's staying focused on our Lord, on the fact that the resurrection has happened. And as we look at the image of St. Peter, I think he shows us so well that perseverance that continue to keep going. You know, I mean, this is a little bit later. As we hear at the conclusion of the gospel, this is the third time that Jesus uh, revealed to his disciples, that he revealed himself to the disciples after being raised 
from the dead. You know, those first two times behind the closed doors, and now here they are on the Sea of Tiberias. And the thing is, Peter keeps going, right? He keeps going throughout all of this, even though this is still just before when he and our Lord have that conversation of Simon, son of John, do you love me? But Peter keeps getting out of bed, right? He says to them, let's go fishing. And, and the thing that always amazes me about this gospel is these fishermen who are professional fishermen, who knew what they were doing after they've met Christ, after they've followed him, they can't just go back to normal the way things are. But they got to keep putting that foot in front of the other, to keep going all the way, to keep striving to embrace our Lord. And we see Peter's boldness now in the Acts of the Apostles. It's one of the, the best things about these early chapters of Acts of the Apostles, is how Peter went from denying our Lord three times to now going in front of the same people that condemned Christ, boldly, boldly proclaiming that Jesus is risen from the dead. I'll tell you, though, as we move forward in the life of Peter, there's an extra-biblical tradition, so it's not recorded in sacred scripture, about when Peter you know, is in the midst of the persecution of the church, and he was sneaking out of Rome and sees Jesus carrying his cross going back towards Rome. And Peter says, Quo vadis, where are you going? And Jesus says, I'm going into Rome to die with my people. Of course, the tradition is Peter turns around, goes back, and is eventually crucified upside down. You know, so the ups and the downs of Peter, that there are times where he wants to run away. There are times where he wants to deny our Lord. There are times when he dives into the Sea of Tiberias. What's the common denominator, I think, in all this is that perseverance to continue to be open to our Lord. And in this unique time, I would say that's a great gift that we all need to pray for. To pray for the perseverance to keep going, to keep opening ourselves up to our Lord and the reality of the fact that he is risen from the dead. Notice that every day as we've moved through the Easter octave, there's the Alleluia verse just before the gospel. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. And it's, it's always interesting to me. It's the same one day after day throughout these eight days of Easter. And it's true for all of us. We have to persevere in recognizing that today is the day the Lord has made, that we're called to get up, to keep praying, to keep listening to him, to know that this is the day he's made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. He continues to be with us. And even if we, as I know probably all of us are, are like Peter, where we kind of go up and down. Some days it's easy to jump out of bed and pray and be with him and be kind to those in your life. Some days it is not. Some days we're tired, we're overwhelmed, we're anxious, we're cranky. But regardless of where we are in this, we have to realize that the foundational fact is that Jesus is risen from the dead. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, whether this is one of those days that it was easy to get up for 9 a.m. Mass, and I'll just say too as an aside, normally on a Friday, uh, this would be a 7 a.m. Mass, right, where people are going on towards work. Uh, and I remember thinking not that very long ago, gosh, it'd be so nice to sleep in past 5 and not have 7 a.m. Mass. Well, now here we are having 9 a.m. Mass, and all of a sudden it's hard for me to get up at like 6.45. You know, it's funny how things can change, 
but in some ways we stay the same, right? It's still hard at times to keep going, to persevere. That's exactly what we're called to do. Because our Lord persevered all the way through the Passion. Our Lord has risen from the dead. Our Lord is calling out to us in the same way that he calls out to the apostles, children, calling out to us to keep putting one foot in front of the other, to keep opening ourselves up to him, to keep realizing the good news that this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it, for he has really and truly risen from the dead. May we encounter that reality once again today and be glad and rejoice in it. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.